your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. We got a good episode for you guys today. Uh, We are a couple hours away from Game 2 between the Blues and Avalanche. Um, Plus, this morning was filled with plenty of news uh, regarding COVID tests, false positives, and whole fiasco that we're going to be getting into there. Uh, But before we do, I want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app and join Tommy and I tonight, either before or during the game. Uh, Not quite sure yet on that one, but we'll definitely be live tonight. To get in on the action, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. So, obviously, like we said, huge game tonight, Tommy. Um, and, and it started out on a bit of a bit of a rough patch with Vladimir Tarasenko, Jaden Schwartz, and Jordan Bennington all missing the morning skate due to what was initially reported as positive COVID tests. So, this morning was a little, a little stressful for Blues fans, I'm sure, waking up to those headlines. Later found out to be that some sort of testing error um, affecting the Blues and Golden Knights resulted in those being false positives, but... Those guys still missed the morning skate. Um, definitely got their routines thrown off, had to isolate. So not not what you want to see ahead of a big game. What do you think, Tommy? I think there was a tweet from Frank Saravelli that was basically talking about uh, the Golden Knights and the Blues being involved uh, in this kind of head-scratching situation where a lot of these players that did test positive for COVID were vaccinated throughout the season or a month ago, two months ago, whatever it might be. So that was the reason why I guess they went back to the drawing table and were like, hey, maybe we should take another look at this because something's not adding up here. Unfortunately for the St. Louis Blues, Jake Wallman, Nathan Walker, and David Perron are still on the COVID list. I don't really know why you wouldn't revisit those guys' names and those tests if they're coming from the same lab, which I assume that they would be, the lab in California. But like you said, Josh, I think it's detrimental to the Blues because a lot of those guys, and those are key guys for this team, a couple key veterans, and you're... I mean, your cornerstone goaltender who basically tried to steal you game one, uh, even though he came up short, 50 saves is nothing to sneeze at. So all of those guys not getting to practice today, basically going into the game, cold turkey is going to be, it's going to be weird for them because they're not in that uh, stereotypical routine that hockey players, superstition, all those things combined like to get into, but uh, maybe it'll change up the vibes for this St. Louis team. I know that Craig Berube kind of like took the team aside on a knee and was talking to them at practice and Luke Korak said uh, that seemed peculiar because they don't usually do that. So maybe he's giving them a pep talk like, hey, like everybody's counting us out, like even the league's trying to get rid of our players, incidentally. So let's go out, take it to these guys and move on to the next round and hopefully uh, the Blues do that tonight, 9.30. But this is a crucial game. 1030 oh. year time but it's a it's a crucial game in the series I don't really know what the, the percentages look like when you line it up at one to one opposed to two two games to nothing but I think we could all agree that I would much rather even the series up right now than go down two games against the avalanche when everyone and their cousin is expecting us to get swept just to give you some statistics to back up what you're talking about um, moneypuck.com great website love if you if you like stats like hockey stacks check them out um, the blues are right now sitting at a 7% chance to make the second round. If they win, that goes up to 17 If they lose, that goes down to 3%. So huge, huge swing game there. I mean, you don't need statistics to tell you that, but it's always fun to, to take a look. But getting back to the whole COVID thing and, and, and the routines that you talked about, it's definitely frustrating to see um, 
as a fan because we talk about it we talked about it a lot this year that these guys are, are sacrificing their routines, you know, not able to show up to the rink when they want, having to get there a certain amount of time before the game, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and for the most part, it would be real. I was kind of able to put that on the back burner because, like, the whole league is, is playing that way and it's affecting everyone equally. This is frust- This is a little bit more frustrating because two teams fell victim to this, and, and one of them was our team. Um, and, you know, we wouldn't be talking about this if it was the, the Minnesota Wild and, and Boston Bruins, but it's 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 blues, so now it's it's, it's re- relevant. And not to say it's going to be a huge difference maker tonight, but we talk about routines, especially guys like Jordan Pennington, um, goalies, and, and, and them sticking to their routine. I'm sure that there was some sort of uh, superstition. You know, he, he, he does this at morning skate, does that at morning skate, whatever, uses the morning skate to get into the right headspace for the game. And having these guys, you know, three key players, miss the morning skate due to, I mean, I don't want to, you can't blame the league, but missing the morning skate due to, you know, protocols that are out of their control is frustrating to see, especially, you know, having, oh, just kidding, false positives, you can all play tonight. It's like, well, too little, too late. Um, so I hope that it doesn't have an impact on the game. And I hope, like you said, Tommy, maybe it'll have the inverse impact and get these guys a little bit more fired up and, you know, get them maybe even a little bit out of their own heads, not having that morning skate, but definitely frustrating to see. Um, especially ahead of such a big game like this, but hopefully there's, there's little to no impact as a result. Here's the thing too. Like when you think about like waking up today and like seeing that news and like seeing all the guys that were sitting out, I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. But also at the same time, like when you think about everything that's gone on this season, it's like in terms of like what else could possibly go wrong, I cannot remember a worse season than this one for the St. Louis blues in recent memory, at least. Cause like you break it down. It's like, Oscar Sundquist, injuries all season long, tears his ACL. Vladimir Tarasenko still hurting after his shoulder injury. Now he's hurting uh, lower body. Might still be playing banged up. Who's, who knows? Robert Thomas, one of your top prospects, banged up all year long, broken thumb Col- at Col- one point. Pareko. Colton Pareko, top absolutely. Defenseman. Yeah, top defenseman, absolutely throws his back out. I think he's okay now, but that sounded extremely problematic at the beginning of the year. Uh, defense was struggling all season long, uh, and our <laughs> top defensive prospect and Scott Perunovic was out for the season. Gunnarsson farewell tour is cut short as well. And then waking up today and thinking that half the team was debilitated in the playoffs because of COVID. It's like you're hitting everything on the bingo card. that could. And Bob Plager died. So it's literally like everything on the bingo card that could possibly go wrong this season. Every corner you turned for Blues fans was another sock in the face. Uh, so hopefully... The Blues can give us something to smile about tonight. Like you said, uh, Murphy's Law, everything that can go wrong went wrong for the Blues this year. Um, and hey, they're, they're still in a playoff spot. Uh, they're still within within grasping distance of, of being right in this series with Colorado. So, But that starts with a huge game tonight. Um, and if you guys want to join in on the action and, and join us either before or during the game, you got to download the Locker Room app. Now, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. This app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Tommy and I will be hosting a room for Locked On Blues probably around once a week, including tonight, so you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every single day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You will have a chance to chat with me and Tommy, and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Blues podcast throughout our locker room conversations. Be sure to join Tommy and I tonight. We'll be hosting a room uh, for the big game tonight. So so definitely join in, chat with us. You could find yourself 
uh, your audio on an episode of the podcast. So go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for all league updates. Follow me at Josh Hyman NHL and Tommy at TWelcher15. That way you'll be notified whenever um, a Locker Room goes, goes live with one or both of us. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Blues. See you there, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Now, before we get into back into talking about the team that we know and love, I want to talk about protein bar that we all know and love, and that's Built Bar. Um, Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. We talked about it in the past. You know, got to always keep an eye out for those. Um, if you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're definitely missing out. The nine classics are coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. But if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can't decide on what you want, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. The best part is the reason why I love Built Bar so much is they are healthy. They taste amazing, but they're good for you too. Most of the flavors have around 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com and use that promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Thomas. So we talked about COVID. We talked about the scare this morning. But the fact of the matter is, we are currently heading into Game Two with pretty much the same lineup um, that we're rocking in Game One. I'm not sure if the lines have changed. I haven't taken anything from yet. But still no Perron, still no Wombin, still no Walker. Um, so work is cut out for them for the St. Louis Blues. We saw what Colorado brought in Game One. So it does sound like uh, just pure speculation, um, but it does sound like Vince Dunn could potentially be back in the lineup tonight so that that could be huge that could provide a spark that this blues team needs to take them to the next level against this colorado avalanche team but i think the biggest spark is going to come from the the goaltender again even though jordan bennington like we talked about didn't get to practice today um i still feel like he's going to come in right off that emotion uh and that momentum that he established in game one and provide that same kind of I guess like a backstop for the team that they can rely on in the event that the defense does get walked through kind of like it did last game. Uh, Jordan Bennington there is there as the last line of defense and can shut the door on basically anybody who's throwing shots on him. So uh, it's going to be important for the Blues. It's going to be important for him to play the same way he did in game one or at least close to it. But it's going to be even more important for the Blues defense to step up and support him more because 50 shots on goal, if that happens again, you're going to get the same outcome. Like you cannot let this Colorado Avalanche team shoot that many times at Jordan Benning. You can't let them shoot that many times at Marc-Andre Fleury. It doesn't matter who's in goal. It, like it, They're going to score four goals probably on that and against a worse goalie, probably a lot more. So uh, you got to... You got to suffocate them at all costs. You got to, like we talked about on the last podcast, minimize the ice that they have to work with uh, and bang bodies. Make them hurt every time they make a play. Um, put their head on a swivel and make sure they know that they're at that we're coming because Jordan Bennington said it best. We are coming. Yeah, and, and I think Vince Dunn, um, if he does make it to the time tonight, could be really huge for the lineup as well. We talked about the physicality and the importance of that for the Blues. Um, and I think we saw that a lot uh, successfully out of the forward group. Uh, guys like Braden Shen, Ivan Barbashev, throwing their body around, you know, risking 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 limbs left and right to 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 finish the hit. Um, but I don't think we really saw that that energy out of the defense, and that's just because I, I don't think anyone on this roster is capable of that. Besides a guy like Vince Dunn, you know, Colton Pareko doesn't like to throw his body around. Bortuzzo does, but he's not necessarily quick quick enough to to um, 
scare the avalanche like a guy like Braden Shen or Ivan Barbashev does. You know, he's still a big call from the body, but but not in the traditional, uh, not in the sense that the that some of the forwards um, are able to dictate the play with. And Vince Dunn is a guy that I think has the ability to do that on defense. He's quick. He's he's um, a great skater. Uh, good in the offensive zone and defensive zone, and isn't afraid to get physical. You know, he's he's not the biggest guy out there, um, especially when you look at the Blues defense. But he he's a guy that can disrupt plays and and play with a fire and play with a passion that I think um, a lot of the forwards played with in game one, not so much the defenseman. So if Vince Dunn comes out there and, and starts playing with that energy, um, whoever, whoever he's paired up with, and then hopefully the rest of the defense as a result will will feed off of it and, and play with that little extra added intensity. Um, and, and that could lead to the Blues coming away with a victory. And here's the thing, Josh, we talked about it at the end of the season when the Blues were heating up and doing all the right things. It felt like uh, one of the biggest things that was going well for them was that third line of Hoffman, Thomas, and Cairo. Game one, it almost seemed like they were a little bit invisible. Uh, watching, well, not invisible, because Robert Thomas, watching him play, uh, he would definitely love to have that game back. Uh, I don't think he played nearly as well as he expects himself to, much less fans expect from him. Um, but as a line and a cohesive unit, that has to be an area for this Blues team to attack the Colorado Avalanche, because if the Blues are matched up, isolated against, like, their first line, I don't mind I don't mind that matchup at all, right? Because if the Avs are matching them up against, like, the second the third line, probably going to spell success for them. But they haven't been doing that. They've been matching us up against O'Reilly, against Schwartz, against Shen, against guys like that. So we have to attack in areas of depth, which would be the second and third line. Fingers crossed the fourth line. Kyle Clifford decides to score. But I do think that that third line of Hoffman, Thomas, and Cairo, uh, if they're firing on all cylinders, playing the hockey that they were playing towards the end of the season, could potentially be a bright spot for this Blues team and an area to exploit, maybe leading them to a victory. Yeah, and we talk about depth a lot um, for this team as, as one of their greatest strengths. Um, and a team, a team like Colorado, I don't want to say is the opposite because Colorado has good depth. Um, but it, but it's 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 diversified differently than the Blues. Colorado has Nathan McKinnon, Ranthanen, Landis these studs, and then they got guys that can get the job done. The Blues don't have as necessarily as much top end talent, but I would argue that their average talent, you know, amongst all twelve forwards, six defensemen, are the, the average is spread out a little bit more evenly than Colorado. Right, I would agree that, with that. That that being said, you could argue that you know having that top end talent. Is, is advantageous and is better for a team. And, and in game one, I'd say absolutely. I think other than the, the top-end guys, I think we held Colorado in check pretty well. But Nathan McKinnon absolutely feasted on us. Um, looked like nobody out there wanted to guard him, play defense on him. Um, so when it, when you rely on depth like the Blues do, it comes with a certain style of play. You know, you can't play the track meet that Colorado wants to play because you, you won't be able to keep up. Um, and I don't think the Blues played that style fully in game one. I think we saw it in the first and second period. Most of the first period, even though um, they went down um, in that period, I think they played they played them pretty evenly. And, and then later on in the game, I don't know if it was fatigue or, or what it was, just just got away from that that style and, and relied a little bit more on you know trying to trying to chase Nathan McKinnon around. And it just uh, that's that's a game you're going to lose a hundred times out of a hundred if you let Nathan McKinnon walk around you like that. So you need to play Blues need to play to their strengths. It needs to rely on that depth. They need to trust that depth a little bit more. Um, but that does start with getting guys like Nathan McKinnon in check. And, you know, whenever, whenever he's on the ice, you got to bet on the over, got to assume he's going to score. Uh, and if you want to get in on the betting action, you got to check out betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, 
NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus along with your first deposit. That's literally free money. Um, no need to miss out on anymore. You know, you're, you're losing out on money. You're losing out on a good time. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And that's promo code Locked On for that free 50% welcome bonus along with your first deposit. And when we return, we're going to be zeroing in on the big matchups for tonight, key matchups, and picking our Locked On players of the game. So don't go away. All right, Tommy. So we're gonna be playing into the dead of night, but we got a big game. Blues Avs down one zero. Huge swing game. Need to even up the series at one. Which player does that start with for the Blues? Who is your locked on player? For the game? It's difficult. I I haven't given this a lot of thought actually, but I have been thinking like while you were doing the ad reads and stuff, and I do think this Blues team. Uh, is frustrated and probably frustrated for a multitude of reasons. Obviously, game one didn't have the performance you want. The end of game one, uh, the team that won by three goals is taking slashes at your guys at the back of his calves in front of their crease. Uh, the scrum ensues. Uh, all the talk about Jordan Bennington after the game, being a coward, being a man baby, being an infant, whatever. All the things leading up to today, don't get to practice today. A lot of your key players, it almost feels like, I, it just feels like everything's against them. And then the talk with Craig Berube, I feel like this team is going to come out uh, with an absolute fire under them. A little bit mad, trying to take advantage of a Colorado Avalanche team that uh, might be underestimating them. So for that reason, I think the forechecking, I think the checking as a whole, there's going to be a lot of hits from the Blues early. They're going to establish a tone. For that reason, I think it would behoove me to make my locked-on player of the game be a heavy hitter. I would go Braden Shen, but because of the reasons that I mentioned earlier and that first line being matched up against the Colorado Avalanche's first line, I almost feel like they offset each other. If anything, the Avalanche definitely have a step above, like you were talking about with that top-end talent. So another big hitter in this lineup who's kind of lurking at the bottom but also has offensive potential is Sammy Blay. So I feel like my locked-on player for the game uh, should be Sammy Blay. I like that sort of a underground pick, a guy that maybe not necessarily is gonna is gonna be, go out and be your best player every single night, but certain nights he, Sammy Blay has a takeover game. I think tonight could be one of those nights. I, I, I do too. He, he fits well. Um, Plays with a lot of emotion too. Uh, my pick is a little bit less um, underground, and I, I, I'm kind of cheating a little bit. I think I went with him on the last episode, but I am gonna try to make a manifestation here. Um, Guy we've talked about a lot this episode, guy that we've talked about a lot this season, and that is the goalie, Jordan Bennington. Now, I did pick him last time. I, I apologize for, for doubling up, but 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 how could you not? He he almost got another fight again like he loves to do. Um, after the game, clearly frustrated, faced 50 shots, played his heart out, couldn't come away with a victory. Definitely hears all those post-game comments. You know him. You know he's he's in tune with that stuff. Um, but he doesn't let it phase him, so he's definitely pissed off. And then he wakes up this morning, finds out he can't practice, isolates, getting ready for the game, going in cold turkey. I'm not going to try to manifest a shutout because it is the Colorado Avalanche, but I do think it's been a little bit of time since we've seen Jordan Binnington steal a game the way he can, the way that Marc-Andre Fleury almost did in Game 1 uh, against the Minnesota Wild. Um, and I think with a little bit more support from the defense, 
and a similar Jordan Binnington performance from like what we saw in game one. Um, he absolutely has the ability to hold the avalanche to one, two, or maybe even zero goals um, and steal tonight's game. And I'm going to predict that he does because he's definitely hungry um, and he has the ability. So I'm predicting Jordan Binnington with a huge night tonight, making it really difficult for the avalanche and leading the Blues to a victory in the series. Do we want to go for uh, score predictions? Because I got a good one. Because we talked about it before on this podcast that three out of the five games that the Avalanche beat the St. Louis Blues this season were by one goal. I think the Blues are going to flip the script on them tonight and beat the Avalanche by one goal. Uh, Like you said, I think Jordan Bennington's got another great night in him. Uh, I think the defense has a much better night in them than they did in game one. So those two things combined, I think the Avalanche still managed to score two goals on us because their offense is absolutely insane. Uh, but the Blues come away with a 3-2 to two victory. I like that a lot. I like. I, I think 3-2 to was, was around where I was thinking. Because um, if it's a high-scoring game, that's not going to benefit the Blues at all. So it no. has to be kind of like a 2-1, to 3-2 to kind of. No. And as much as I want it to be a high-scoring game because it's going to be midnight for me and I want need to be need to be kept awake. I do think that this I don't want to say the first game was necessarily high scoring, but the first game was a little I think a lot more fast paced than what the pace of these the rest of these games are gonna be. I think Colorado sort of took the reins and, and just ran away with that game. Um and that's what allowed them to put up, you know, four goals. Uh even though the Blues only struggled to put up one. I think it's gonna be a little bit of a different story. I think it's gonna be more of a more of a chess match, less of a track meet. Um and I think it's gonna be pretty low scoring. I, I mean I would say three two if you did um, so I guess I'm gonna I guess I'll just go down one and I'm gonna say two one. I think it's gonna be low scoring. I think, uh, you know, giving up only one goal to the Avalanche would be a miracle. But if anyone could do it, it's Jordan Bennington. And I think this defense, with the addition of Vince Dunn, um, is gonna be playing revitalized hockey, um, making things a little bit or a lot harder for the Avalanche forwards and defensemen. You know, in the offensive zone, fifty shots should never happen. But the fact that Bennington played as well as he did, facing fifty shots, you know, this game you limit them to 30, 35. And, you do wonders. So uh, I think 2-1, 3-2, either way, it's going to be a one-goal game. It's going to be a close one. But I, 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 I like the Blues tonight. I think they can come away with a victory. And by the way, uh, just for fun, to throw this stat in here, I was looking at stats today after Carey Price had his own tantrum at practice. Uh, didn't see a lot of tantrum talk about that, though. Kind of weird crickets on that subject. What happened? Um, <laughs> Carey Price broke his stick on the goal post at practice because somebody scored on him. I guess he got mad, but I so I looked up the stats of Jordan Bennington compared to Carey Price, and Jordan Bennington has a higher save percentage in every season of his NHL career that he's been in the league than Carey Price. So say what you want about him, but goalies love showing emotion. I love when goalies show emotion. I love goalie fights. I want all of it to happen. I want Bennington to get all of the smoke, and I want him to prove people wrong. And he constantly goes out and does that. I can't wait to see what he has in store for us tonight. But I think that's all the time we have for today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter and Locker Room tonight. Make sure you tune in at 12 to 15. You can follow Josh on Twitter and Locker Room at Josh Hyman NHL. Like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.